Thank you, Subin. Good evening. Today is Monday, May 29th, and we are studying the big book of, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's um, step and chapter is the um, AA tradition. The, the, it's a step that um, Hillary will be telling us about in just a moment. And um, Hillary, thank you so much. Uh, take it away. Thank you. I um, thank you, Heidi, for asking um, me to be of giving me the opportunity to be of service. Um, I used to come to this meeting all the time, but my work schedule changed um, and I haven't been here for quite some time. So it's nice to see all of you. Um, I am Hillary H. Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Los Angeles. And um, I am actually speaking on the chapter vision for you um, today. I hope that is correct. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I was trying to prepare a little bit because I'm not used to speaking like this. Um, and um, I was listening to podcasts and I read and reread and reread the chapter and I was thinking, you know, first of all, it, the chapter is really a synopsis of the whole book, right? Up until this point, it goes into the history of Bill and Bob. And, you know, this these three words kept sticking out to me on page 163. What we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And willingness, patience, and labor. And I think about willingness all the time, right? I talk to my sponsor about willingness, being willing to be willing, even if you don't have it. But I don't hear talked a lot about in the room is patience. And to me, especially for newcomers, patience is key, right? It's, it, for me, it's part of the spiritual awakening. And however you find your higher power, likely patience is part of that, right? Because you slow down to listen. You are breathing in and pausing. And that's patience. And I didn't realize before coming into the room, I had little of that. I haven't been a good listener. I think I am, but I'm not as good as I could be. Um, and I don't have patience. And it's not that I'm rushing around and in a hurry. I don't have patience for people who don't do things my way. And it gets me into trouble. It makes me resent people. And I keep going back to this willingness, patience, and labor, right? This is a program not for people who need it, but people who want it. You have to work on those things. You have to want those things. They don't come to you. Nobody's going to come to you and say, today you're going to be willing. You're going to have abundance of patience. And you know what? You're, you're in it for the long haul. You're in it for the labor, right? This is a way of life. It's going to be work. It's not going to be easy. You know, and I, I, I just keep thinking about the patience, the patience. Um. So I will tell you about how I started getting some of the patients. <laughs> um, and I think part of it has been that, um, you know, I came in from a religious family 
And I always joked with people on like the dating apps. I wish it said there's like a, a checkbox. It says um, spiritual, but not religious. And my box would say religious, but not spiritual. But there's no such box, right? You have to find a way to make those come together or you're just right checking things off. So I was, I, in, in my, in reflecting on how to find my conception of my higher power, I realized the most connected to whatever powers there were, I found um, in nature. And I worked on it from there. And I, I really think, you know, you can find and work on that conception um, wherever you are, wherever you find something that's helping you get through the day, right? Someone who's helping you get through the day. As I spent my time in the rooms, I find a lot of times I find my higher power is speaking through all the fellows, right? And, um, and it gives me a lot of comfort because I come from a big family and my family, I have four older sisters and um, we love each other, but we're judgmental. And what I found in these rooms is unconditional love. 15 minutes. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I kept going through this, the chapter and this, I, I looked at the, this paragraph on page 164, right? And this is the part of vision that we read um, in, a, in many meetings, right? And I changed that little trick where you change the we into me. And it, it meant something a little bit different, right? Um, we realize, so I realize I only, I know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to me. I ask him in my morning meditation what I can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if my house is in order. But you obvious, but I obviously cannot transmit something that I haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for me and countless others. This is the great fact for me. And it is the great fact for me. And I have to stay curious and I have to stay patient and I have to wait. And um, I cannot pay, pray for my own foolish ends. I have to be patient. I don't know what's in store for me. I think I do. I think I know what I want. I think a lot of times um, what I wanted wasn't right for me at all. Um, you know, um, and, and I, continue to, and I think that this is the, the part where I find the most comfort is by keeping my side of the street clean. I, I, I try never to owe an apology to anybody. I try not to make those missteps. I pause if I'm, if I am not sure of the ne next right action Sometimes it's no action. A lot of times it's no action. And I have to pause and I have to really pause. Um, 
So um, take, I'm just gonna go through here. And the other thing, um, you know, I don't know, uh, I came into the rooms during Zoom. Um, and so it was a good, I don't know, seven or eight months before I met any of um, my fellows in person. And that night where I did meet them in person or a handful in person, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. One is, I didn't think I needed friends, more friends. I have friends, I have great friends and I have family. They're a good family, great family, I guess. Um, but, you know, I came in wanting the next thing, right? So I wanted, I, I either did want it or I didn't want it. I was in a rush to say no, I was in a rush to say yes and get what I wanted. So I looked at the big book and they said, you have 12 steps. I wanted immediate gratification. I wanted a checklist. If they're only 12, they should fit on one eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. I'm gonna check them off. We're gonna do it fast. And I don't need patience. I don't need patience. I'm just gonna digest what you have to give me and then I'll be on my merry way, right? I don't know who that works for. Hasn't worked for anybody that I know. Um, and then there's the fellowship thing, right? So it's this, what do you mean it's a design for a living? I have to do this forever. I have to put in the work forever. I have to be willing every day to do this. Oof, it was, that's labor. I was unwilling and I didn't want to put the work in. I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to accept. Um, but I must have had patience, right? Because I kept coming back. And I kept coming back. And I think it's really because this is the last house on the street, right? I, I tried everything and I was miserable and I didn't come in here at my top weight. I white knuckled it. And that made me even more miserable. It just made me, it just made me a toxic individual. Um, I didn't need your friendship. Um, I didn't want to, thank you. I didn't want to listen about food. I didn't want to listen about anything. Um, I didn't understand why you were all calling me. Why are you all calling me? Right. I go to the meeting and I'm done. Like, leave me alone. I have, I have boundaries. Um, let me tell you, the, I figured out the only boundary I had, um, was a hindrance to me the healthy boundaries, um, I didn't have, I didn't have an adequate supply of. Um, the boundaries that I had were the resentments, the ones that resentment helped me build up walls. Um, you know, and then I started looking for a sponsor and I wanted one right away and I wanted it to work and it didn't, right? I had three sponsors in one year and it was me. I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know and I didn't have the patience to wait and find out, right? I didn't know that you could find a sponsor who would read every page of the big book with you if that's what you needed, if that's how they were doing it. I didn't know to ask these things and I was impatient and I was impatient to ask. 
And early on, I think I had been to just a couple of, I was still, still identifying as a newcomer and somebody made a call to me and she said, how's it going? And I said, I'm just perpetually confused. I don't understand it. She said, well, if you don't understand it, you're doing it perfectly right. Just keep coming back. I was like, okay, again, this is the patience thing, right? Just keep coming back. It will be easier to say, just be patient, give it a chance, right? If you go to a pay and way, they give you, they give you what you need and then you're on your way, right? And here are my sponsors telling me, you need to call a nutritionist. I can't get into the nutritionist for two months. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I have no timeline. Like my timeline is not going to work, right? I need to know what I need to pack for lunch tomorrow. And if the nutritionist can't meet me for another two months, what am I doing? Like I'm rudderless. I'm not rudderless. I have all of you. I have each one of you. I am not rudderless. I have to stay curious and be patient and be patient. And I tell my sponsees the same thing. We don't know the answers. I don't know. I have to be curious. I have to stay patient and wait for answers. You know, I have to, there's the story. So I did um, some remodeling in my apartment and my downstairs neighbor, um, who I didn't have a great relationship with, but she called and she screaming in the phone, my bathroom was leaking into her, into her closet and her closet's all walnut, if you can imagine. And I was really panicked. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at my insurance policy. She's yelling at me. I'm at work. She's a, where are you? I mean, I'm at work. I can't be home for half an hour. And I'm just literally taking my breaths. I'm pausing. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have to see. She's yelling at the, you know, everybody, right? And I wasn't a yeller, but I was pretty high strung. And I'm just breathing and I'm breathing and I'm breathing and I'm calling my sponsor. I'm calling fellows. I don't know what to do. Does anybody have experience? Called my contractor, the plumber. I rush home from work. This is three days into this ordeal. And it turns out that the leak was not coming from my bathroom. The leak was actually coming from the building and it wasn't my responsibility at all. And I'm thinking, and as the contractor told me this and the plumber, they said, how were you so calm? And I said, well, it was just like, I wanted to say, um, God's got my back, but it didn't even make sense in the scenario about why God would care about my plumbing, why God would care what food I have on my plate. But what I've come to realize through patience and keep. Gentle reminder, five minutes. Thank you. Staying, you know, quiet and just thinking is this is going to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out. I could never have prayed for the leak to be coming from the building because I wouldn't even know to pray for that. Right. 
I had no, I didn't, I didn't know, right? So I think about the times when somebody or something has, has had my back and how that prepares me for what's ahead. And it comes back to patience and willingness and labor, right? I am willing to pick up the phone and call a fellow and I'm willing to get out of my own way and my own magic magnifying mind and call a fellow and ask them how their day is going so I can be present and I can listen. And that's where the patience comes in. I'm willing to show up and be of service. I'm willing to be a sponsor. Here's the labor. I'm willing to do whatever my sponsor tells me. Writing, thankfully, he doesn't have me do a lot of that. But whatever it is, I have to stay willing, right? And accept life's challenges. You know, when I I hear from people, you know, the other the other line in the book in this chapter at the very end, right? It's um we shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny of happy destiny and i think about you know working with others and hearing fellows saying the promises aren't coming true they're just not coming true and uh, i think the promises are coming true for all of us all the time it's clicked like I literally heard the the cog and the, the cobwebs get blown away in my thinking, right? I'm on a road to happy destiny. There's no place that's gonna be a utopia for me, but I can live happy, joyous, and free. I can be here and look at the positive. I can stay curious about new people and not resent, have the patience to meet them develop relationships, right? And I can walk this road to happiness. You know, for so long, my happiness depended on the happiness of the people that I cared about. Can't do that. And it's torture. It's absolute torture. I have to stay in a place of gratitude. And for me, that means that every morning when I commit my food, I write down three gratitudes. I try not to repeat them often, but sometimes it's just the sky is gray, the sky is blue. Um, I'll take it all. You know, I I've really given given this away. Um, my my father is ninety two. He had COVID before the vaccine came out. It's long long haul. He's got, you know, oxygen on all the time. And yet I still show up. I have patience when I'm there. That's not my time. I turn off my phone. Um, and I'm willing to be of service in whatever way I can to my family, um, with healthy boundaries, but I'm willing. Um, and, and I do look at that as an opportunity from my higher power to be of service. I'm there for somebody else. I'm there, you know, 
with my sponsees. I don't always want to answer the phone every time a fellow calls, and I don't know who among us does, but I answer the phone, and if I can't, I call back because I'm willing. And that's part of my responsibility um, in step 12, right? And I've checked it at the door. And when I see somebody struggling, I do mention that I'm in a 12-step program. I do tell my sisters um, that I'm in a 12-step program. I don't shy away from talking to them about my higher power um, and how I've connected. Um, and I have no shame in it anymore. And I think for a long time, um, you know, that spiritual aspect was something that I really shied away from. I didn't want people to know that it was okay to be religious, but spiritual just sounded a lot of hokey pokey and where are the gems and crystals? And I just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So thank you for those who are laughing. Um, but, but the road of happy destiny is, is real for me. I, I, under time. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think, I hope we're all on it together on this road. Um, and, um, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hillary, um, for sharing on a vision for you. <laughs> Um, we will now open the meeting for questions and three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and I will call the raise hands in order and ask, and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With a timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And the floor is now open. Elise, please share. Hi, I'm Elise. I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic in Montreal. Um, thank you so much, Hillary, for speaking. I really appreciated you being so open and honest and candid with us. Um, I have a question, uh, kind of like a classic question, which is like, what does your day look like today? Can you break that down, especially with regards to like um, any kind of like practices you have to remain connected with your higher power? Thank you so much, Elise, for the question. Um, Hillary. Hi, Elise. Um, I, um, so I'll, hmm. so I have, I have um, a wonderful um, recorded recording of On Awakening that a fellow recorded for me. She has a lovely accent and I try to listen to that every morning um, and it gets me grounded. Sometimes I have to um, sometimes I have to listen to it multiple times a day. I find a lot of peace and comfort in that. Um, I commit my food and send it to my sponsor and I write three gratitudes down. And when I commit my food, um, that actually is me taking step one again, 
right? It's my commitment. I'm powerless over food. I need to do this. This is the work I need to put in. It's this is I'm taking ownership of what's going on. Um, the other thing I do, um, which I love, um, is um, my sponsor um, sets a God clock timer on his phone and um, it uh, goes off every hour. Um, you can do it every half hour and mine say different things. Um, I think uh, now they alternate, um, it says thy will be done. And at that point I pause and I just think, are my feet pointed in the right direction? Am I showing up the way I'm supposed to show up? Am I keeping my side of the street clean? Um, whatever questions that I can connect my higher power through, that's what I ask myself. Um, and that's really helped. And it also makes me stay in gratitude because sometimes it goes off and you're right where you're supposed to be, right? Not always, but sometimes I'm with my dad and I'm like, yep, my feet are pointed in the right direction and I'm showing up and I'm being of service. Um, I have a service commitment at my home meeting. Um, I have wonderful sponsees. I, um, and I work in the big book with my sponsor. And I mean, really work. I mean, it's no joke. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's intense um, and not always fun. I have to say, you know, you uncover, discover, discard. And, and I find that I keep doing that, hopefully creating a better version of myself. Um, and then not always as diligent, um, but I do step tens throughout the day and um, as needed, and then a nightly review. So I hope that helped. Thank you so much, Hillary and Morgan, please share. Hi, I'm Morgan and I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, Hillary, thank you so much. Um, I don't have a question, but I just wanted to say you talked about the promises. And, you know, I think when I came into OA, I thought that the only thing that we were really doing here was putting down the food. And once we did that, that was the end of that. Um, but I think that um, I will say Hillary is my sponsor. And so what we've gotten to do over the past year together is really understand that there is so much more specifically to this program and to this book. And um, I'm just so grateful. You, when you talked about the promises, it made me think that, um, you know, I don't think I understood that when I first got here. Um, I didn't think that those things would happen to me. Um, I didn't fully just get it. And um, I just wanted to say that they happen, they are happening in my life and, you know, they maybe are happening in ways that I never thought that they, I would have ever thought about. I liked your story um, with your downstairs neighbor who would have thought that um, the, another option would have been that it's coming from your building, not from your um, condo. And um, I just think that that is what I've gotten from this program is that there are other ways to live and there are other ways to handle things and there are other ways to do things. And I don't have the right idea. I know that whatever my first thought is, is usually 
a bit hinky. And so I need to call someone. I need to talk to a fellow. I need to call my sponsor and see what other people suggest. Because um, usually what I'm coming up with is usually not a great idea. Um, and so I just wanted to mention that, that just um, I've gotten so much more out of this program that I would have ever um, imagined or wanted for myself and just so grateful. So Hillary, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Morgan. And Heidi, please share. Hi, thank you. Thanks, Hillary, for your service. Um, I, it was such a lovely talk. And um, I, I love the idea of patience. It's, it's something that like, com like completely makes sense. And I just have never thought of it that way. So I appreciate that perspective. Thank you so much. Um, and you talked about... Um, boundaries. And it's, it's funny. I just uh, heard someone share the other day that, um, that they don't like the word boundaries. Cause it's like um, me protecting myself from you. And, um, and that I've just been thinking about it since I heard that, because I have for the longest now been saying like, um, I like that I need to have boundaries and that I'm the only one that needs to respect my boundaries. Um, and so when I heard that the other day, it just kind of made me think of it in a different perspective. Um, and so now I'm sort of thinking about, um, yeah, I don't know, but I haven't figured out quite what I, <laughs> quite what, what it means for me yet, but just that, um, I guess I, I don't, I don't want to try to, you know, I don't want to be trying to protect myself, um, necessarily. Um, and also, um, you know, the, there's, there are people in the world who are not gonna, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I guess I have to think about that some more. Um, I also did, I had a question for you. You sort of, um, started to talk about, you know, coming in and like not really wanting friends. And I very much like resonate with that. Um, and I was like completely freaked out when people were like trying to hug me and call me. And, <laughs> um, and so can you share a little bit more about like your transition into maybe like leaning on the fellowship um, coming from that place? Thanks, Heidi. Um... Yeah, I mean, I was I was terrified. I I remember so vividly. I was going out for dinner on the, it was a Saturday night, and there were going to be ten people. I think I only knew three of them. It was my first time meeting my sponsor in person. Um, I was literally terrified. I I don't get that nervous on job interviews. Um, I felt like I was going in there completely vulnerable. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't even have that wherewithal. Like now I say, just stay curious, just go in and stay curious. Don't, don't have preconceived notions of how this is going to go. Um, you know, li life surprises me when I stay that way. Um, life surprises me and puts wonderful people in my herd. And um, I slowly it chipped away. And I will say it wasn't overnight, but slowly it chipped away and I made the relationships. Um, I don't know, for the past two months, I've been going out with fellows every Saturday night for dinner. 
I mean, I'd rather be going out with a boyfriend, but this, this will do for now. It, it's really, it's kind of wonderful, right? It's that we, we get each other on a different level. And yeah, I have other friends, but I don't talk to them about the hard stuff the way I talk to you all about that. And it's really freeing. And I can listen, right? And I feel like, I feel like I'm growing up a little bit, you know, right? I'm not just out there to have a good time, but I'm out there and I'm having a meaningful experience. Um, so I say, chip away, give people a chance, go for coffee, meet up, build a herd. Um, you know, it takes time. It takes time. It really does. But, but there are lots of people who are willing and are in the same boat who are vulnerable and want that connection. So again, it just goes back to patience. Just goes back to patience. I hope that helped. Thank you so much for your share and your question, Heidi. And thanks so much um, for answering Hillary. And uh, next we have Liz. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Liz. I'm here in New York and I am a compulsive overeater and I'm totally obsessed with sugar and I'm a junkie of all sorts of types. Um, Hillary, thank you so much for um, being on the meeting and sharing and um, and everybody for being here. This meeting has literally um, pulled me into this program by um, giving me hope. I um I showed up, I have, um, I have 51 days today and that's just like ridiculous. Um, and I just, I really cued into, um, you know, in the beginning you said those three words, um, you know, were the, the willingness, the patience and the labor. And, um, I just wanted to comment on, um, the patience because what I've been doing and, and what's been happening for me is, um, if you take sugar and flour out of my life and out of my person, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no coping skills. I, I am like a wire that like emotionally these past few weeks have been insane. And um, it's learning to have, for me, it's every day having the patience to hold on. And, um, you know, I assume I'm not alone in that, you know, it's like, there is a reason I kept putting things in my mouth. And, um, so yeah, it's been a trip. <laughs> this has been a trip and, uh, I truly thank everybody. And, you know, for me, the fellowship comes in, you know, I I've never, I, I work a, another recovery program. I've been sober a long time and, and they don't push the fellowship. Like you guys push the fellowship and those phone calls have saved me. That understanding has saved me. And um, just a sidebar, if anybody's in the Hudson Valley, um, that's where I'm at. I'm in uh, the Hudson Valley of New York. And uh, I would love an in-person meeting. I can't find one around here where I can actually meet fellows. And as, a, as an eater and an isolator and somebody who likes to eat in private, I love Zoom and it saved me. But boy, I would, I would love to go get a cup of coffee with somebody who understands me. Um, and my last comment is, because my sober girls don't understand my food. And I need to talk to you guys because people don't get that I'm gonna kill somebody. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And all this stuff that comes up, they don't understand it. And uh, you all do. And I am incredibly grateful. So thank you. And thanks again, Hillary, for your share. Thank you so much, Liz. And Jim, please share. Hey, everyone. I'm Jim and I'm a food addict. Uh, hey, Hillary, thanks for your your share. Um, yeah, patience. Uh, thank you for highlighting that. I feel like it's a word I don't hear a ton of. In, um, but uh, it's one that I think is really just working with. Yeah, I, it's just a word I need to hear. Um, and working with some sponsees, being kind of uncertain about some things. Uh, I feel like sometimes my ego is tied into what what's happening for them. And I forget the grace and patience that was shown to me. And that uh, it's like a totally winding road to recovery. You know, it's not just like a straight line of improvement. Um, so thank you for pointing out that word. Um, and I guess I just wanted to share some witness too of, uh, you know, I went to a wedding this weekend and I just started working with my first sponsee. It just feels like straight out of the big book. The appetizers came out, there was a ton of them and it just felt like there was something between me and them. Like not only did I not pick up, but the obsession was just lifted and that was the real gift i think because i could actually enjoy the people around me you know um so yeah i mean and i'm i think just thinking about patience there's a lot of dark moments in the last couple months but i'm seeing how those were like helping my growth um and that's kind of just chipping away and cutting back up using Keep working the steps, keep with this program. It's it's um yeah, that road of happy destiny. I it really feels like I'm experiencing some of that. So I'm really grateful. Um and those pauses you talked about here Hillary too, I'm trying to practice that as well. Feels like it opens me up a bit. Um so anyway, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Jim and Dana. Please share. Oh, also, we're probably, is it time to, I'm so sorry, I just realized <laughs> I have, um, 